our panel today on the punters panel. Luke Marlowe, Glenn Munsey, Chris Roots and Jet Hatton from RaceNet. And I'll say, firstly, good morning again to Luke. How have you found this 10-race card tomorrow at Randwick? Um, good morning hello. to you, mate, and hello, everyone. Um, I've enjoyed doing this card. I think it's uh, a program where there's a few favourites that look really hard to beat, but there's also a few races that you've got to pick apart and, and try and find an angle. Uh, I think we can get a few faves beaten as well. So, yep, 10 winners there to be found, Dave, and I think we can find most of them. All right. Uh, I'll say good morning to Chris Roots. Chris, uh, season's greetings, mate. How was your Christmas? Christmas is great, Dave, and um, just trying to do the scratchings here for Camber and Orange at the moment. I sort of went off on a tangent a bit there, and I didn't, I didn't quite get them. So um, maybe you could um, fill a couple of blanks in for me. Maybe later on, maybe later on uh, in the program, mate, we can come back and visit, revisit the scratchings um, uh, for you for those two meetings today. Jet Hatton's joining us as well. Jet, how was your Christmas, brother? Yeah, it was great, mate. It was in Sydney, and now I've nipped back up the coast for for the last few days of the year. So hopefully we can. Rip in and find a few winners tomorrow as well. Where, where are you up on the central coast, mate? Great old bar, mate. If, you, if you've ever heard oh, of that, beautiful. Just about ten minutes, ten minutes from Tarry. So now, mate, be, getting back home, uh, a bloke like yourself, do you just do you just run the show at the local tab? Do you just walk in? Everyone's wanting mail. Going on, oh, there's uh-huh. Jet. You know, he's talking all the big guns. Hundred percent. Now I've been on the radio. All, all the old fellas. Shout out to Jim and that. Oh, always listening the, every week. So where's your local, you mate? Give, give him a shout out. You might get a couple of schooners this Arvo. Oh, the old bar club. So, so old bar club. Heading there, heading there tonight, and then and then working tomorrow. But after that, I'll, I'll probably spend spend the night at the the old bar Perfect. tavern. So the old bar you, tavern. All right, there you we might go. have found the only part bar, bar or club Dave hasn't been to in New South Wales. It sounds like. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> been to old bar. I'll have to get up there. Sounds good. Go good. Jet? Oh, it's great. It's great. One, one, like one of the best pubs of all time. So yeah. I like that. Um, now, Glenn Munsey's joining us as well. Glenn, I've never seen a bloke do many shifts. I saw you on Black Bookers. You're on the radio. Mate, you never stop working. Hello to you. Yes, good morning, Dave. Good morning, Luke. Good morning, Jet. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, listeners. Good morning, anyone else that I've left out. Um, yeah, it's called work, Dave. You should try it one time. Unbelievable. Um, what about you two talking about young people? You're a kid, aren't you? Well, yeah, I, you know, mate, I get well, that. I'm 33. I'm not, you know, not you're there with chicken. your Grosbys on, are you? And, your, you know, your dressing gown and sitting down. <laughs> Dave's been wearing Grosbys since he was 10. Grosby? What are Grosbys? Yeah. Oh, I thought you'd have your slippers on the way you're going Remember those? No, no, no. But it's... Your Converse but you notice is on it. with the black short sock. <laughs> no, but you notice it, you notice it, Glenn. Like, you know, back in the day, you know, we'd be get the cricket set and you'd go out and you'd be playing cricket on Christmas Day. You'd be kicking the footy around. Now it's getting the PS5 and everything. And even well, at the I races, mate, I, I where's all the young people? Where's the, we've got to get the young kids? How'd you, you know? like to be selling bicycles, Dave? You know, you ever seen a kid get a bike for Christmas anymore? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Remember Good the old mongoose? That's exactly right. Uh, Glenn, how have you found this meeting uh, at uh, Randwick tomorrow? Yeah, found it all right. Uh, very similar to Luke there. Well, I'm always keen to bet around favourites, Dave, and I think there's a couple of races there you could attack. Uh, interesting to note, uh, there's a bit of precipitation um, out here in the Golden Southwest this morning, and, uh, you know, might just take the fire out of this track uh, that has been uh, over the last few meetings. But, um, you know, it's, I think it's played pretty well. Uh, not often that we get uh, outside of carnival time that we're looking at, you know, meetings at Randwick on the 10th, the 17th, the 24th, the 26th, and we're backing up on the 31st. Exactly Sort of right. something that's happened. It's it's what they, what Racing New South Wales look at these meetings and say they want to put them on where people are going to be. And 
Obviously, they don't think they're at Rose Hill, so they put them all on at Ramwick. So that's that's the reasoning behind it. Let's just hope Munns is seeing them as well as he was hitting them on Tuesday. You know, almost a hole in one, hit the flag on another hole. Lazy 44 <laughs> points. He's ready to play Marla. You're a freak, Munns. I'll take you on. Just, just about the boys. Uh, and I'll tell you what, talking about crowds, don't worry about the golf, but Bruce only dirty handed 50 to me. Um, the... The crowd on Boxing Day was unbelievable. Yeah, at I heard that. It was it was like a carnival day, uh, and they were Mun- streaming through the gate an hour before the first. Yeah, Munz, I heard that it was uh, something that we need to put on the bucket list for next year. It was just the sights and sounds were extraordinary. It was it was unbelievable, Dave. And you looked on one side of the winning post, there was no one, and on the other side. Yeah. Right back to the wing stand. I walked out at half past six. You had to go and see a chiropractor. And they were they were basically <laughs> still 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 sitting there looking for something to do. I think they need to put a band on next year, you know. Yeah. Maybe you can organise that. One of your one of your doof doof bands or something like that. Well they I know that uh, I know for a fact that uh, there was a lot of Irish um, obviously and a lot of travellers that went to the races. And enjoy because over in the UK they do do that, and then Ireland there's a couple of big big um, uh, meetings that that you know they they have attendance around that time of year, and the roar I must admit like even Darren said in his call with Irish kisses the roar was uh, like something you would hear on a carnival day which is great so I think that's it's great that people are getting out obviously it was good weather and enjoying themselves so um, hopefully was, they get a good crowd there tomorrow. I tell you what was unbelievable, Dave. At one point there was there was only three tab operators there on on in the betting ring and they were lined back to the end where the bookmakers were to try and have a bet. Like they were yeah. actually, be- there were actually people there who wanted to have a you, bet as well. So what you were talking about, so well, Glenn couldn't get on the terminal. Money. Come on, Glenn, you should have got on the terminal, mate. Helped out. Well, I, I could have ducked across there, Dave. You know, I wasn't doing much with only three meetings on, but you know, I, I could have found the time. Right. I would have, you know, loved to help out those, uh, those people there. I'll tell you what, the sun got to them uh, around about race six. Uh, they were ducking and diving for cover there, looking for the uh, bits of shade near the press room. Uh, Ruder thought it was a passing parade. He, he, you know, he, he, don't worry about what they the, look like. The, the, fashion the, 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 the fashion accessories was one of those little ATC bags that you carry a bottle of wine around in. You know, you just they just yeah, the girls just had their short dress on and then a little um, plastic bag with a bottle of. Full of bubbles in it. Like, so Chris it didn't see a race. Don't, they must have, they must have, they don't ask anything about Chris about the races on Boxing Day. Just ask him about the sights and sounds. Uh, all right, let's get into it. Race five. Let's yeah. get into it. Um, now, uh, we're going to start with race nine here. Hey, boys, so I'm coming to Sydney tomorrow to watch my horse, Kettle Hill. Do you think it can win race nine? That's from Bozo. Bozo's on the line. Hello, Bozo. Uh, Jay Collett, Ma Eustace, 2.30. We'll start with race nine. We'll go in that order of entry. We'll start with Luke. Uh, we'll go to Chris, Jet, and then Glenn. What do you think wins race nine, and uh, should Bozo be coming to watch his horse, Luke? Yeah, I think he should come watch it, Dave. Um, there's been um, a scratching overnight. Spangler's come out, um, so that's seen him shorten up a bit. Kettle Hill to two dollars thirty. I think that's probably bottom of the market, uh, and you'll get a better price. My starting position in this race was was looking to back King Rattel because even though he was out of a midway last start, I really think he's flying this preparation. Nash rides him so well, and I thought there was a little bit more speed here. And then I'm thinking, okay, Kettle Hill, Ma Eustace, you, you've got Victorian form. I'm usually looking to pot that, but gee, once I watched the video um, of him there at Sandown, I, I fell in love. Um, I just thought it was an extraordinary 
first run in Australia uh, for an import. He, he got held up badly on the home turn and he came up the inside in some outstanding closing figures, some of the best of the meeting. So going out to a mile, I think it'll just sit back and, and charge over the top guys. I think Arnold at 7.50 is very potable. He did absolutely naught first up. Um, so maybe he just needed the run, but he was very disappointing. There was nothing in the stewards' report to say he was a miss. So um, I couldn't possibly be on him. I think Banju could be a slight risk at a mile in this class of race. So uh, Kettle Hill looks the obvious for me. Watch this space for Munza's thoughts because um, we spoke off air and uh, there is an angle for a roughie, but I won't steal the great man's thunder. I do think this favourite could be the real deal, guys. I think it's a nice horse, Ruder. Yeah, interesting. When you look at the ownership, one W Haggis stays in the horse who trained over in the UK. So mm. um, obviously... When the Australian Bloodstock boys went and bought it, he he said, "Well, I'm not going to if I'm going to lose it, I don't want to lose it, lose an earn out of it." So it's come over here. First run was great at Sandown. Interesting with these Ma Eustace imports, they've been able to get a few runs at them. Look at Nugget and horses like that. They've bought the right horses and then been able to keep them up and and keep them racing well. So I think that's a that's a big plus for it. For it, I do think two dollars thirty taking a Melbourne horse, backing a Melbourne horse coming to Sydney. I don't want to be doing that too often, and I'll probably be betting around it. I'm actually going to give Arnold a second chance. I just think first up they went very quick. They, really? they rushed home, rushed home in thirty three eighty six, and I think he just got run off his feet. I think up to a mile. I think he's going to be probably better when they get up a little bit further in trip. I don't. I think he'll be. Mm. He, he's the sort of horse that could um, um, turn it around very quickly, and. Um, I'm going to be on him and at the at the price. I'm really interested if Canadian Dancer comes down. I think I think it's a it's an interesting interesting that the Hoisted and O'Day team have set one down here in the middle of their carnival. So obviously looking for for a bit of maybe a big give in the track or uh, an angle there. They wouldn't be putting it on the truck when there's such good money at home. Yeah, I think um, Kettle Hill looks he looks a pretty intriguing import on on what he did first up in Australia. There got. Got back to near last, and it's always a bit unlucky running through the line and come come out and run run about length and a half behind Savannah Cloud, who's come out and won again, which makes the form look well. I don't want to steal Mundy's Ruffy here because I don't know which one he's gone for, but I I considered putting Yukon on top at a, at a price. I, I thought he went huge first up, considering he carried sixty two and a half and. Now drops four kilo on that run, and, and he did run some pretty good races over this sort of trip behind Waterford, who's obviously a great horse, and others that with a chance. Arnaku's been running some nice races this prep, second to Democracy Manifest last time, and maps to get a good run from Barrier 6. And O'Day hoisted, they, scr- they scratched Canadian Dancer from up, up in Brisbane, and if they bring her down here, then she's obviously in with a chance. Well, let's have a look at the market first of all. Uh, as Luke said, we had uh, Spangler scratch. Interesting to note that Australian Bloodstock have scratched Almania. They've scratched Spangler. Uh, and they're left with Kettle Hill, who they had also in at Mooney Valley uh, tomorrow. And they've scratched from there to bring it to town. Well, uh, at this stage, it's proved a masterstroke because all you're getting is, is scratchings uh, and uh, the race being a little bit weaker. Uh, it went up a $3.40 chance. Almania wasn't priced up. Spangler went up $13. Uh, but it was three dollars forty into two dollars ninety. That was uh, Wednesday through to Thursday. By Thursday evening, it was a two dollar thirty chance, 
and has remained at $2.30. There is easily the most popular runner in the race uh, here, Kettle Hill. Uh, on the second line of betting, well, you've got to look to, uh, well, not nearly double figures, but close to it. Arnold was the second pick earlier uh, as a $7.50 chance. Uh, then you've got, uh, well, you had uh, B&Jew as a $9 pop. Now, they're all uh, remaining uh, fairly sort of constant there at this stage. Uh, but uh, then you've got Canadian Dancer at nine fifty. whether or not it comes from Brisbane. Uh, it went up $8, got to $10. Uh, Arnaker's a $9.50 chance as well. King Rattel's at 12 Naval Seal's at 14 DiMaggio looks the leader at 21 with Phillipsburg, 23 Royals L, 26 Jets Ruffy there. Yukon's a $41 chance. And Mon Felicity also a $41 chance. Can't see a great deal of speed here. Now, looking back at Kettle Hill, he got back uh, in the run first up at Sandown, looking at some of his uh, English runs. Well, at Ripon, uh, where he raced uh, second up from a spell in a mile race last time in, uh, he, he was basically towards the end of the field uh, there, so he doesn't seem to have a great deal of speed. Where he's going to finish from barrier here, well, after the scratchings, he's now got barrier 10 of 12, uh, where he finishes here. They went pretty... Um, they sort of rolled along in that race in in Melbourne, and the Savannah Cloud's got the good form. I've got to have something on Mon Felicity here, guys. We've already bet 100 to 1 about it. How we've bet 100 to 1 is one of the great modern wonders of the world. If you go back and have a look at its form, its form's not bad. Uh, David tried to stretch it out to become a stayer, uh, was placed in a 2400 at Ramwick and then was safely held uh, at Rose Hill. Only had the two runs at Ramwick, at one first up last time in in a midway over a mile at Ramwick and then has been placed in a 2400 at Ramwick. I think it'd be rolling along not too far from the lead here. And the real one that got me in is its last run before it went from a spell. Was only a midweek race at Rose Hill. That midweek race at Rose Hill is providing the favourite for the Melbourne Cup in White Marlin and the winner of the Victoria Derby in Manzois. And this was a very, very good run in the race. Got back in the field, worked very, very hard the last half of the race and uh, just got tired the last little bit. Went for a break. David Payne is a... Excellent trainer with horses, middle distance staying horses, resuming at a trip. It's had one trial at Rose Hill, showed a good bit of dash to lead in a trial, which I'm always keen on. If you've got a stayer showing a bit of zip, that means that it's going well rather than flopping out of the barriers and doing nothing at the tail of the field. And I implore people to have something on it at $41 at the moment. Yeah, 41 and $8. So, so what price at Open Muns? 100 to 1. Uh, open $71. Dave got to 101. Uh, was still $71 when I texted you boys yesterday. I didn't release what it was, uh, but it was still $71 at that stage. It was into 51 by last night after someone sniped away at it. And with the scratching, uh, it's a $41 chance now. Okay. All right. So there you go. There's a nice little roughie. Um, and I will say something about the, these roughies, especially David Payne roughies. You've gone close with them before, Munns. Oh, don't bring it up, please, Dave. Well, I'm just saying, though, for people out there... Oh, was it Tempinus that time? Was it Tempinus? It was Tempinus, I think. I'm yeah. still getting over Mahagoni. Oh, yeah, it was Mahagoni. Oh, yeah, it was that yeah. one. <laughs> okay. Um, let's continue on, gents. We're going to go to race number five now on the card. This is the midway, and a text on the text line here. Hey, guys, Oakville Duke, your thoughts at 480. Uh, can it win first up? And it has been back. We'll get that from Glenn shortly. But how did you see the midway, Luke? 
Can win, Dave. Uh, Oakfield Duke, great trial. Um, like, really good. So, um, look, he's a, a four-times winner from six starts. Uh, he's a, a big grave fellow. He was slow to recover at his most recent run in September, so Chris and Buchanan just elected to tip him out and start again. Um, I think he puts himself in a beautiful position on the map here. We had another text from a listener who's got ownership in Garrison. Um, good luck to that owner. Uh, Bar plates front first time had me a little bit concerned, but if you look at the trials, well, if he's got any feet issues, it's certainly not bothering him at all because he's trialling quite well. So I actually thought it was a, a competitive midway. The horse I'm I'm half interested in having a bean on is Holy Tycoon, despite its form being all on wet tracks. Um, gee, I think it's going well, and it's a little bit underrated. Uh, that trial was excellent. And last preparation... Um, she ran some really good races and she did knock off at Canterbury one day Fox Fighter and he's proven himself to be a solid Saturday Metropolitan class horse uh, it's run second to Cote you're only getting the price because it's all got wet. it's just wet form but if she can be as effective on the dry which there's nothing to say she can't be it's just been I mean last year we were just wet tracks all year so she hasn't had an opportunity to run on good ground uh, yeah, I think she's definitely some value in that race. The other horse I didn't mind was S1, but I think it might be going to Canterbury because they haven't put a jockey on it, and it does have a rider um, at Canterbury on New Year's Day. Yeah, I was taken by Abdul Duke's um, trial, and I just think if it... Christian Buchanan's got a great record with horses coming, trialling well and just coming out and running to their trials, and I just think it's the one I want to be with. Not really a midway player often I sort of find them like highways if if you can find one that's over the odds they're, they're well worth having a bet in but I, I find them a, a difficult affair but what I'm finding with these having said that what you're fine with these there are certain trainers that that have the right right makeup for them and Christian Buchanan's proved that in the midway she's been sort of your Matt Dale, Matt Dunn in the highways in the in the midway. She doesn't have many, but when she decides to go to one, they run well. Oh, we got Jet there. Oh, sorry, I, I thought he was still going. I thought we lost him. He yeah, um, the Alba. I, yeah, I thought it was a bit of a tricky race, like, like Chris said. I, I normally stay out of the midways too myself, and I feel Duke though does look well placed on what he did in his trial and obviously Chris and Buchanan's placed him well throughout his career winning four or six and, and not many do that to, to kick off I thought if I was going to have a bet in the race I'd, I'd be with Broken Arrows he doesn't win very much but he really really runs a bad race and he's only missed a, a place once I think at, at this track and distance and I think about $16 he could probably run second or third or something and, and give a give a nice side and another horse I liked was Expresso, who actually beat a horse that I'm pretty keen on earlier in the card in Daytona. So if he can run well again, he'll he'll be in the finish. Yeah, market here has Oakfield Duke after it went up $7, is into $4.80. Uh, Expresso on the second line of betting uh, went up a $5 chance, and that price, $5, actually was favourite in the race. It's out to $6 with the support for Oakfield Duke. Vindication, uh, who went up as much as $13, is now an $8.50 chance. Then you go to S, is it uh, S1 or S own or? And if Either one won't be running anyway. It's in a Canterbury. Um, it's a ten dollar chance. Uh, Liberty. So we'll see. This is a race where it could be vastly different because decisions have to be made here with Liberty Sun, Miss Fox, 
and Broken Arrows because they're all now got a run in this race with the scratchings, but they're also entered for other races. Uh, and if they don't run, well, twice a special gets a run and it's entered for another race as well. So this could be a completely different race depending on what happens with Liberty Sun, Miss Fox and Broken Arrows. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I uh, don't think it's a real race to, to get involved in. Uh, Oakfield Duke did trial well. I think Holy Tycoon trial very well as um, as well. I know you're saying, you know, oh, it's only got wet track form, but it, it was running on wet tracks all the time. It has got, you know, it has got a placing on a good track. It's only had the two goes on a good track. The thing that I like about it is, you know, its fresh runs have always been very good, um, you know, and it, it's a $15 chance. And when you're betting in midways, uh, I'd rather be sort of taking double figures anything rather than single figures. Righto, boys. We're going to go to the first now uh, tomorrow. Uh, it is the two-year-olds, and uh, there's a couple of texts on the text line about the little pumper and infatuation, of course. Um, infatuation off to the Magic Millions. It's already there in terms of prize money, but how did you see the first, Luke? Yeah, I don't think it's a super strong race, to be honest, Dave. Um, I think the two favourites have both got credentials on infatuation firstly. Ran out of room late in that Magic Millions at Wyong. It just Things didn't really go right. Um, she can begin a bit awkwardly. Um, so you just hope if you back her that, that she leaves the gates um, a little better. She goes to 1,200 metres for the first time. The way she was sort of getting home up the inside last start before she copped that check, I think she could stretch out to it. Uh, the little pumper did work first up. He uh, raced outside the lead. He's got the stallion chain on, so I'm not sure if he played up in the mounting yard or something pre-race. I wasn't there, but I think the, the inside draw suits him. Um, Gay and Adrian, um, I like when their horses step out in distance, so he's out to the 1,200 metres. I thought he was probably entitled to stop a bit after doing some early work there last start. Um, I couldn't back either of them at the at the prices. If I was going to involve myself in the race... It'd probably be the 10, the Godolphin horse, energised. Um, Blinker's first time, and just his earlier trials, I, I thought he showed a little bit of ability. He went to Melbourne on debut. He, was, he copped a check at the start. He was vetted. Um, he did start $5 in that race and underperformed. So there was some market opinion that he'd be competitive, I think, with the Blinkers going on. And, and now you're looking at $16. He could be worth something, particularly with Lloyd on, who's, um, whose stats are outstanding at the moment, Chris. Yeah, he's going really well, isn't he? He's, um, the thing about him is he's an apprentice who's, who's striking like James McDonald. Like it's, it's it's quite remarkable. He's getting um, a lot of good rides, and I think people are uh, keen to use the two kilo claim with him. Interesting race. Um, I think the English race is strong, probably a little bit stronger than than the Magic Millions race at um, Lyon. But having said that, I thought Infatuation really never got a chance there. She tried to get up on the inside where there was probably no room and. Just think that she can probably, from the draw, probably sits one off the fence here. And, and the only time she's really got clear was when she got run down by Barber in the Golden Gift and had an unimpeded run. So um, that sort of says that she's she's good enough to win. Um, whether you want to take 350, probably not. Looking at the race up around them, you're, you're sort of left with first starters and and other horses there are, I thought Besson's um, trial, first trial was really good on the um, synthetic, but once it got on the grass, just sort of put a um, few question marks on it. I've, I've chucked it in. I think the Ma Eustace pair, well, they're both looking to get to the Gold Coast. So if if they're going to get to the Gold Coast, they've got to win. So you've got to be 
probably respectful of them, H-Man and um, them and staff. Yeah, it was a tough race to line up, I thought, with all the different form lines. I don't mind the Magic Million, the Wyong Magic Millions form line with Fire Lane obviously coming out and, and that burst the bubble of some of the some of the top two-year-olds that we've seen this season. And Fatuation, she had no luck there. Went to the line untested, basically, after not really getting out at all. She'll probably roll forward from, from the gate. And, and as Chris said, the only time we really saw her get some luck was, was when she got run down by Barla, which is one of an $11 chance for the Golden Slipper. So I think she, she'd be the one I'd, I'd go with if I was going to have a bet. I thought Hatchy Man, he's a, he's a son of Brave Smash, which um, won the Manicato in, in 2018 and, and run, run third in the Everest in its, in its first running. And, and um, he was comes out of the Wyong race where he got back and sort of just ran on without much luck. And I think, I think he'll improve out to 1,200 metres. Uh, market here, of course, well, Sovereign Fund did go up the favourite in the race and was scratched probably an hour after acceptances when the acceptances come out from Brisbane. Uh, so you've got Infatuation, who's been sort of 340, 350-340, favourite over the Little Pumper, who's been 350-360. Hutchy Man uh, has been 650-550. to 550. These are all post the scratching of Sovereign Fund. Then you've got Denman Star, the stablemate there, basically unchanged as a $6.50 chance. And then you're straight to $16 chances. Uh, ben Yes, on 15 out to 16 and energized has been 15 to 16 and then it's 26 dollars and longer the rest uh much more popular infatuation here than any other runner in the race in fact five times as popular as any other runner in the race the little pumper and hutchy man second and third picks and not another runner in the race gets to four figures at the moment um it's the number one seed for the uh, magic means at the moment infatuations with two hundred thousand in prize money so it's got no concerns uh, if they want to continue on to the magic means probably just testing it out here at the 1,200 metres to see whether or not that's going to be its uh, forte. I, I do think the little pumper... Now, I was very keen on it in the Saltair race, and I did say uh, before the race, I think he'll be better as his distances are increased. He's always been niggled along to, to stay in touch, and I think in a 1,200 from an inside alley, he'll be able to roll a bit better. That uh, Saltair race the other day with Facile, they went two-tenths of a second quicker the first 400 than the the tab highway did so they really really moved along uh did work up outside the lead and was only sort of had enough uh, about 75 meters from the post but still held on to run fourth there i think at a gentler tempo here at a 1200 that does suit it quite well uh cathay bracelet uh i thought it sort of did enough last saturday finding the line the last little bit in that Fire Lane race gave it's given you the impression both it's run a thousand eleven hundred. It hasn't been able to go early, so be interesting how it steps up and handles the extra hundred meters here this Saturday. All right, uh, another text on the text line here about uh, race number ten, guys. With your blessing, what do you, what are your thoughts there? Um, no, I, I I think he's I think he's flying, but he's got more to do here, and at four dollars in a very, very open race, I'd probably be passing Dave. But he can win the race, definitely. Um, I think I found it impossible the last contributing factor was the way I went um, for selection's sake. I thought he trialed quietly um, and is ticking over well. And fresh here at thirteen hundred, I think he can run a race, Chris. Yeah, um, I'm with with your blessings. The wide barriers are concerned, but I think Nash is a big plus for him. Talking to John Thompson, he just thinks that ridden quietly, he's got a real good turn of foot, so he's not too worried about the gate. It's just getting into a position where he's close enough to uh, to um, 
to make it make it a late challenge. And and if you could go back, his first win, he sat back, um, was patiently ridden, and really had a turn of foot. Second up at Warwick Farm, he just missed the kick, and um, from there they were just the jockey rider was just at him the whole way, and sort of blundered himself, blundered his sprint at the end, and then you. He came out in the midway, and it was a repeat, and repeat of the first up run. So, I think he might be it might be a horse that you can you can see if it gets it's a it gets a quiet run, it's going to have an explosive turn of foot, and I think it's going to probably win a few Saturday races, and it might not find an easier one than this. Yeah, I, I was happy to stay out of with with your blessing at the price. I thought there was just too many negatives to take four dollars, you know up from a midway to a 78 and only carries half a kilo less. And I guess Nash on, but does lose the best jockey in the world in, in James McDonald with him going up to Brisbane. But I thought so am I. There's one on a price that can, can run well. It just didn't really run out the 1,400 last time and gets back to the 1,300, which is, looks at sweet spot. Should get a nice run midfield behind an okay tempo and, and drops half a kilo on its, on its last start effort. Others, I thought, that could run a race. Queen Blissimo looks to get a nice run in transit probably somewhere on the speed and she's improved with every run and now gets out to 1300 fourth up which suits Jody you in the ownership of so am I you put it into the multi there a couple of weeks ago and you keep going keep finding it yeah I, I stayed out of him last time he went around but I, I, I just think he's a consistent horse and and um I think he ran third that day so so he got got the cash for the multi but um I don't know I, I like I like the horse and I'm happy to stick with him if he keeps running well yeah, I wouldn't be potting him by any stretch of the imagination. He's drawn better. He, he he's a horse that sort of runs on. You know, he, he probably has to. He's been forced to get further back two of his last three runs, where than what he's entitled to. And when he didn't get as far back as he did, his run was very, very good in the Vernelli race at Rose Hill. It's just a matter of a kind of draw and, and travelling a little bit closer in the run tomorrow. Uh, well, with your blessings, the favourite here. It's a four dollar chance, three dollars seventy out to four dollars. Best back runner is contributing factor. He's a very, very interesting runner, contributing factor. Um, he resumes from a spell here for David Atkins and Dylan Gibbons. Uh, we put up four. $14 about him. He's now a $6 chance. You've got Queen Bellissimo and show some decorum. Show some decorum. The Melbourne visitor on the back up from last Saturday. seven fifty a pair. Bold Mac, well, Chris said more than likely won't be there. So it's at nine fifty at the moment. You've got Capistel is an emergency and in at Canterbury at 12. Cosmic Minerva an emergency at 12. So am I there at 12. Julian Rock at 13. And then Cuban Royale is a $14 chance. Um, yeah, just a little bit concerned with, with your blessing. You're, you're taking um, a very, very similar price to what he was the other day in a midway with six and a half over the limit. He stepped straight to a 78 with six kilos over the limit as well. So he's not that well treated by any stretch of the imagination. Contributing factor resumes. Is he a wet tracker? Albeit he has one on a good track, but his best runs have all been on rain-affected tracks. Queen Bellissima, well, I think she's got to improve enormously here, and I don't know whether 1300's, uh, you know, her absolute sweet spot. Chosen Decorum was all right the other day, last Saturday. He's drawn wide. Um, I, I can't I can't pot, so am I. Uh, for the reasons that I gave there about the draw and the fact he'll get a, a kind of run, and, you know, some of those other runners there, well, Julian Rock runs you a good race all the time, but once again, much, much better drawn to get a very, very soft run, and he'll he's probably got some sort of chance as well. Come in, Diaz, as he brushed us. 
No, no, no. Uh, race number eight. Um, <laughs> we're going to <laughs> number four. Dehorn Unicorn. Old sleep at different stages, Dave. Mate, man. I was uh, yeah. talking without the mic on. Did a Marlow two seventy Dehorn Unicorn in race eight. How'd you see it, Luke? Uh, he goes up a lot in weight, doesn't he? Uh, the Unicorn. Uh, but look, his last run, that IME form, is good form, but eight kilograms. So, look, that, that's got to be some concern, but I think he's going particularly well. He's always been one of mine. He did rail up the other day, and I thought at that stage of the meeting that um, the inside was some advantage. Uh, apparently, Vowmaster might be going to Canterbury. They're leaning to New Year's Day with him, so... I've sort of assessed the race with him out. I've landed on number six here, Sacrimony, guys. I think Chris Waller, this preparation, is tra- treating him as more uh, a, a real short courser. That sort of 1,011, 1,200, I think you'll find, will be his max. He has been out to 13, 14 previously, but uh, not performed up to market expectation in those races. So I think they've worked him out. He was wide last start um, most of the way. And now he gets a nice middle draw, barrier six. Nash goes on. He's third up. I think he's going well. Um, I think he's going to run extremely well again. So he's my selection in race eight, Chris. Sacrimony. Yeah, Chris Waller did say on his um, on his on his uh, weekly podcast that he'd um, most likely Bowmaster goes to Canterbury. So and not surprisingly, seeing Drew twelve and. Anyone who who listens to that would see that Chris was um, uh, thought the first up run was pretty good, so it might be something in the last last on New Year's Day. Um, if he comes out, the D- Horn Unicorn probably gets into two dollars twenty ish, and it's it's a it's a not not a sort of price you want to be taking about about about, about any horse in this sort of race. I think um, Quick Tempo ha- has some some claims, but Sacramento's also there, but. I do have Dehorn and Unicorn on top, but I just want to see what price uh, Munzi decides to wind him into once, once the uh, if the second favourite comes out. Yeah, I couldn't take the odds that he get to if he did. With Vowmaster most likely coming out, I was obviously pretty keen on that horse. I thought he was so luckless first up Vowmaster that I'll, I'll have to butter up on on New Year's Day. But yeah, Dehorn Unicorn as as Luke said, goes up about eight kilos with um with Sam Clipperton jumping on from from Zach Lloyd, who I think Joe Pride wasn't too happy with the way Zach rode the horse last last time. But I wanted to be with Quick Tempo. He comes out of the the Abelardio Miss race where where our master was as well. I got back there and he ran the best closing splits of the meeting and he just was outstanding there. The only query I have with him is he's eleven hundred. He's he's only won once at the trip and I think that was on debut actually and. All his best form's been over a thousand, but at the odds, he's probably the one that I'll go with. Well, the market at the moment has dehorned Unicorn, the favourite at two seventy. But as Chris said about Chris Waller, um, as you know, Chris is uh, very, very heavily swayed by barriers, and Vowmaster's got the outside alley here, and I think Barrier Two at Canterbury on Sunday. So you can imagine it's not going to be there, which going to make dehorned Unicorn probably. A $2.30, $2.20 chance. Uh, Sacramony and Stromboli, six fifty a pair at the moment. Then Quick Tempo at nine fifty. Well, the other thing is here that's impacted by the race early because you've got Liberty Sun and Broken Arrows uh, are both uh, in that race now with scratchings earlier and more than likely both of them better suited 
in that other race. Liberty Sun coming back in distance here, not overly well suited. And Broken Arrows coming back in trip, not overly well suited. The same could be said in a way for Dehorned Unicorn. Coming back to 1,100 may not be that well suited. And I know everyone looks at the fact he's gone up eight kilos. He's gone up eight kilos because he, uh, he was placed in a benchmark 88 at his last run. He won a benchmark 78 his previous run with four kilos over the limit. He's only got five and a half kilos over the limit here. So he's gone up a kilo and a half for winning a benchmark 78 and being placed in a benchmark 88. So he's actually well treated at the weights. And it's, it's a 54 limit, but in this race here, the limit is 56. So you could say he's only got three and a half over the limit. So he's actually dropping in weight for winning a benchmark 78 and placed in an 88. I think it's a much, much bigger minus to him, him coming back to 1,100 metres rather than the weight. And I just think the gap between he and Sacramani is a little bit wide at the moment. Sacramani staying at 1,100, I think, is better than Dion Unicorn coming back to 1,100. Okay. All right, let's get the punters panel multi-open, guys. Uh, and this is our last one for 2022. So let's hope that we can finish the year on a winning note. I'll start with you, Luke. What is your selection for the punters panel multi? Yeah, mine is race three, Dave. Number two, Garza Blanca. Um, I'll sack myself from the panel if he doesn't run top four. Another brave tip. <laughs> well, okay, hang on, hang on. I'm going to – I'll divulge. A dollar sixty-five in some places now. I'm calling barrier trials th yesterday morning, uh, planning to do the form in the afternoon, though. and we get the pressure put on us to come up with our selection before midday uh, yeah. when I hadn't started the form. So I hadn't done the form uh, yeah, when now, I did my leg. Speaking, so speaking about is. this horse here, you look at the fluctuations on the website and it tells you that it's $2.60 to $1.85. That is incorrect. It actually went up $3.50. And the first bet taken on it was 1500 at $3.50. Then there was a bet of 400 on it at $3. Then there was a bet of 1000 on it at 290 before they even chimed in at the $2.60. So it's it, it actually $3.50. And I'd like to know who tipped it at 5.12 yesterday afternoon because between 5.12.08 and 5.12.24, we took 750. These are all at evens at this stage. 750, 1,500, 250, 115, 1,150, 400, 100, 130, and 230. 100, 230, 230, 138, 460, and 1,150. So someone rung a bell yesterday at 12 minutes after 5 to say that $2 was good odds. Hmm. Did that Why? one got out from dollar eighty five? They like they. The, the, the uh, well, at one stage uh, last night was a dollar seventy five, so it's yeah. been we've laid it at three dollars fifty, three dollars, two dollars ninety, two dollars sixty, two dollars forty, two dollars twenty, two dollars, a dollar ninety, a dollar eighty, a dollar seventy five, and back to a dollar eighty five now. Right. So the flux that are on the tab app are correct. Three fifty to one eighty five. Well, yeah. the flux that were on there yesterday said two sixty. But definitely oh. open three dollars fifty. Okay, there you go. All right. It just so comes it's... out of a the horse just comes out of uh, out of a race where they went hard and he he got home hard. Like I spoke to Kieran Maher and he said he's not a horse that's got a real turn of foot. He's just a high speed horse, so he needs time to get to his top. So he, he extends rather than sprints. Yeah, he didn't so... have a chance to build momentum. Absolutely, he yeah. was bottled up, and that was no good. If he if he had a got out at the five fifty and he's, been allowed to roll into it, he would have won. He still broke. He still broke thirty three home. 
Oh yeah, mm. he's um, he's not a bad horse, guys. Yeah, well, I think I... the winner's a pretty good horse too. They mm. ran point four outside the track record, and it just kept running. Mm. All right, so that's our first one. So uh, Garza Blanca uh, for Luke. What about yourself, Chris? What's running top four? I, th- I think Steely's a, a, a nice bet, bet in the benchmark hundred. It's it just gets into a race. These this race is a group of horses that meet each other a lot, lot, and they tend to stay in the same order. And Steely's always towards the front of that order. So I think it runs first four. I think it's a, uh, I think it's around the two. Two two ninety bar mark, but if you're taking it head to head against any of these horses, you'd be taking odds on. So I think it runs first four. Okay, perfect. Uh, what about yourself, Jet? What's running top four? I'm with Edna. She's just such a positive racing sort of mare. Puts herself on speed and and gives 110 percent every time. So I'm I'm confident she'll run top four. Okay, and we go to the next one. Um, it is uh, Glenn. What's your run for top four? Well, we'll know our fate early, boys, because I'm going race one, number five, the little pumper. As I said, I think 1,200 will suit him down to the ground. At this time, well, I think at all times in two-year-old races, uh, you need to be outstanding as an unraced galloper to, to take on those horses that have had the start now, especially at 1,200 metres. To win a, two, a two-year-old race, your first go, 1,200 metres, you have to be exceptional. And there are no exceptional horses in this race, the unraced brigade for sure. And I just think the 1,200 suits him. Bounce, be there all the way. Could be a massive day for Regan Bayless. All right. Hopefully it is uh, for our sake. So uh, we've got uh, there our selection. So uh, um, the Little Pumper, Gaza Blanca, uh, Edna, and also uh, Steely. So they're our four, all to run top four. That is paying $5, Glenn. Has it been popular? Uh, at this stage, Dave, $10,446. And thank you very much to the, the team in the office there because, well, we'll tell the truth, Dave, because it's the best way to go and you don't have to change your story. Uh, we were going to have Vowmaster in the, the Punters Panel Multi today, but with Chris saying uh, yesterday in his broadcast that would more than likely scratch and go to Canterbury, uh, we thought it a bit pointless to put Vowmaster in in case it was scratched and uh, everyone would not have a chance to uh, have, a, have a throw at the stump, so we've included Edna instead of Vowmaster. That's right. And well also said, to know the guys as well are... Um, a lot of people are taking holidays uh, in there, so uh, we appreciate them getting that uh, up for us. So that multi is open as we speak. The HQ Punters Panel Best, uh, the Little Pumper, Gaza Blanca, Edna, and also Steely. If you think they'll all run top four, you can have $5, a max bet of 50 and that is available as we speak. If you're looking for it, it's under today's offers on the tab website and tab app under sports offers and you'll see it there and I would get in before it reaches a certain liability. Have a great weekend everybody. Uh, Enjoy your New Year's Eve. Enjoy the races over the next couple of days and stay safe boys. Thanks boys. Have a good one. Thanks Thanks, Dave.